Hello, this is um. Oh my gosh, what's our name on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> What's our name? <laughs> Hello, welcome hey. to YouTube podcast. Um, today we're gonna talk about the one with our study know-hows episode, um, where we will just share our experience to each other, how we have been studying, and if there are any good tips and tricks that we that we use. We would be happy to share, right, Gigi? Yes. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our YouTube podcast. <laughs> so today it's going to be a very fun episode, I think, because we're going to share our tips and tricks. Not really tips and tricks, but really what works for us mm-hmm. and what we're studying at the moment and just anything and everything, really. Yeah, I think it will be great if we could give them like a little bit about our background or like where we are where we are studying at the moment because we are studying so we can we can share that right yeah okay at the moment i'm studying my master's in human resource management Mm -hmm. and my undergraduate degree my bachelor's was again in human resource Mm -hmm. that's what i'm studying how long have you been a student (laughs) God, a very long time, I have to say. I literally started my master's right after my bachelor's degree. I just didn't want that gap or I wasn't sure if I'm going to come back. So the COVID really changed the way of studying. Mm-hmm. And I think it changed the whole world in terms of work and college and everything else. True. So that really changed my experience of learning and I felt like it wasn't enough. And that's actually the reason for the story of master at the moment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think the reason why I chose human resource was before my human resource, I have done a business degree. Uh-huh. But as we all know, business is so broad. Unless you are an active person, you mm-hmm. really won't be able to make much out of it mm-hmm. from my perspective because I wouldn't really be that person that's constantly thinking what to do this and that you know more business-minded uh, so I was like what do I really like that I want to go into I was like, can't be a doctor I'm scared of blood you know all mm-hmm. this and then at the end it was like oh human resource because I do like to talk to others I do like to solve problems and I do like to speak up for others mm-hmm. so I was like you know what that's great and now till this day after bachelor's and then this so after four years here I am still doing my master's degree yes yeah so yeah you really need to I think align your interest and like who you are as a person with your major if you can do that you know you're much more happier to work you will be happy to work do your work you will enjoy your time there so that's awesome that you found it. Um, it was a long procedure, but I found it. <laughs> after a long journey, you got it. Finally. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, so for me, um, my first major was, uh, I mean, is a professional pianist. Um, and oh, that's amazing. Then, <laughs> then I studied international studies. Um, with the track of human rights and also political science. 
Um, okay. And I am studying now data science and product, project management and consulting um, all together at the moment. That's so for cool. My, and that's large. <laughs> for my master's, yeah. So just to clarify, for my master's, I'm studying data science and PPMC. I think that's like commonly called in short. But yeah. Um, okay. And the reason... I think you talked about why you chose that major. Yes, please that. Okay, so I'm really passionate person about politics and like uh, human rights because that's my like main major. Um, and while I was working at the International Rescue Committee, I kind of felt like I needed to have more um, technical knowledge, like data science, data analytics, seemed very important to me as I was working okay. the International Rescue Committee because, wow. you know, you don't just work with your passion or like, you know, just your soul. <laughs> you do need <laughs> very um, narrow technic technical skills, um, you know, the hard skills, and you really need those hard skills at the proficient level. If you want your projects to be done in a very efficient and effective way. So you need to learn those uh, steps because my main major, the international studies with the human right, uh, human rights and the political science, those majors are very broad in the sense because like, mm -hmm. there's not much of a hard skills like that you could mm -hmm. apply. I mean, there are, of course, skills that you learn from that major but definitely you know like data scientists can do you know analyze the data use like python r you know use all those tools while i was working at the um rescue i felt like i need to you know improve my skills because i felt the lack of skills and lack of knowledge there um and you especially in the you know world that keep digitalizing and like everything is developing to this AI, mm -hmm. you know, machine learning. Oh, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All those crazy technology changes. I felt like, okay, I need to get, you know, hang of it. Like I really need to understand it um, so that I can apply that data science into my major and I will be able okay. to work in the field of human rights by applying right. the two together because nowadays it goes hand in hand like every nonprofit human rights company has the tech team they have the IT team they have the project managers you know I think mm -hmm. necessary at this time so okay yeah. and what do you feel like is the difference between that do you find that so for me even if I was to shift into a different major even to just change my skills what do you feel is and did you find it difficult because it's a bit different in a way yes <laughs> of course how are you able to do masters on those because like i don't have any coding background or like exactly. any you know computer science yeah. background it was so yeah. difficult for me of course sounds difficult <laughs> yeah all these assignments are related to coding and like you have to learn mm -hmm. all those fundamental theories you know ethics and all the things yeah. that are completely new to me 
but it, yeah, to be honest, it's very challenging. Most of my other, you know, fellow graduate students, they are they have a like software engineers or they are yeah, all see, project yeah. manager. <laughs> they work at like Amazon <laughs> or Microsoft. And I was like, wow, they already have those big backgrounds. No wonder this course will feel, you know, easier for them. Uh, but then I was like suffering there with YouTube, <laughs> watching all uh -huh. these videos, like trying to teach for myself. Self, yeah, but at the end of the day, yeah. I think that's the best learning that you're getting out of it as well. Yeah, I mean, when I first chose my, um, you know, master's major, um, mm -hmm. it was a big commitment because I had to study two years because I don't have any, you know, coding background or tech back background. Mm -hmm. So I had to really put my foot into it and really commit myself into learning all these different steps. So even though it's very challenging, I'm starting to get a hang of it. So I'm kind of learning it <laughs> in a hard way, but <laughs> it's really satisfying, you know, when you didn't know anything at all about a certain topic, but you know, you know, some of it now, that, that makes you feel happier. Oh, so I'm kind better, of, yeah. yeah, so I feel satisfied with those feelings along the way. And yeah, it's great. I guess you're more interested in it now more than ever because you know what you're doing, you know where you're going with it and you're kind of getting the hang of it. So I think that makes it more interesting for you and you're able to just adjust it even in your work life and Yeah. Yeah. I with your assignments, everything else. But I think that's amazing how you're able to manage masters with work and with no background of data analytics you know yeah I think I I think my job also helped me to get into tech because um, mm -hmm. I was working at DocuSign when I started my master's so I had to oh. learn tech for my that's job. also my tech mm -hmm. yeah so I I was already I think there while I was working okay. at DocuSign and then as I started to you know get into my master's I started to learn more about it started to get more interested into it and understood how it will be much more effective for me you know um beneficial for me when I graduate like what jobs that I'm going to do I have all the plans <laughs> so yeah clear yeah. go yeah so um that was a little long about our background but <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, my question is, what is your like main um, study know-how that you use on a daily basis for your master's or some, you know, tips that you learned? Mm, very nice question. Now, let's see. I don't actually have a technique where it's like you do 50, 30 minutes and 50 minutes break, you know, those techniques that really works. Mm -hmm. For me, it's I am very into colors and accessories, mm -hmm. and accessories as in like you know all the colors, different paint, diary, anything like that. If I have that ready, I think that's my study technique. I know like the title has it's such a editing. I think <laughs> my title has to be like in red, and then 
important parts have to be highlighted and then other little points I use blue pen and then if I want to circle something I use a green pen Mm -hmm. I study like that with different color techniques, I guess you can call it color techniques. And then the use of diaries and keeping track of it. I think because especially with, I'm sure you're aware of yourself, even with masters, it's kind of, especially it's not our first language mm -hmm. and it's a new subject overall as well. So it makes it really hard to keep up, keep up to everything because it's not high school where the teacher comes after you to say, you have to do this, you have to do that. It's more independent learning. You have to be responsible for yourself and your work. So especially with this master's, because mine is a full time, it's very pushed. It's very heavy, lower work. So in two weeks, it's finished and I, you have to give 3,000 essay or another one starts so you have to keep on top of that or else you lose out on the grades or any type of percentage within overall your degree so I think the main one that I do with me all the time is my diary keeping a study journal and just having that bullet point and color coders on my sheet just makes it perfect that's the way how I would study for an exam, even just to get a sound started. That's my way to study, I guess. Oh, but for you, how I feel like you have better techniques than me. I mean, mine is, I think I tried to find a lot of different techniques for myself since undergrad. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you said, we're not studying in the in our first language. Mm. It's a second language. Even though you understand it, you have to do, you know, you have to do the readings. If if the Extra authors are doing things. it one times, you have to do it like mm -hmm. two or three times to completely blurry, um, get into, um, you know, the readings and like all this assignments and research, especially. You know the academic totally ones. Feel you. Yeah. yeah, the academic ones are no joke. Um, in the beginning, so I think it was like there's no such like easier way to study than to just do it. So you just have to sit in the library. You just have to <sighs> read it again and again. Have your coffee and do it from the beginning again you know, again and again, until you get a hang of it. And I feel like um, I spent like most of my undergrad years in the library. So oh, amazing. Uh -huh. And so I would just go like... after school, after classes and like just, yeah. you know, study all day for the well, rest of the at day. Least, at least you study. Sometimes I go in just to sit in the library. <laughs> it's so peaceful, you know. But my question Just to is, meditate. Like, uh -huh. do you feel um, you're the type of person that reads or you need to write it down or you need to summarize it? What's your type? Yeah. Do you so, just look at it and you remember or? Okay. Yeah. So there are different ways to learn, Um, mm -hmm. you know, with, with your hard work, you need to combine it with the technique. So the oh, one definitely. I use is uh the Feynman technique. And then also okay. the Pandora technique. So Feynman okay. technique is basically you're putting your, um, you know, main subject into 
I mean, main idea into simple one or two sentences, as if you're explaining it to a like to someone who have no idea about your major or about that certain subject. So in other words, you're basically simplifying your reading or your findings into and then you would create like cards or anything. So I used um, Quizlet a lot. It's a application. Okay. Um, or I also use like physical cards too. You know, you would just mm -hmm. write down the main ideas and just read it through when you're in the bus or like if you're in the coffee shop, you just have yeah. some time. You can just go look through it. That really helps me. Um, and another way that I do is I love writing it by my hand instead of typing it. Because like when you type it super fast, you mm. forgot what you even wrote. But when you write it with your hand, you actually remember, you know, like yeah. you said. So exactly. I love, yeah, I, I love handwriting um, all the subjects and like all the main ideas into my notebooks um, to give myself a time to, you know, read through mm. it like a yes. couple times a week. Because like, I think there was a study that you don't remember something that you learned after a week. You don't mm -hmm. remember like most of it. But the way to remember most of it is if you read what you read a couple times, you know, after a few days, you will uh, uh, remember most of it when you uh, talk about that subject a week later. So yeah. instead of reading it once, try to read it like twice or three times after a couple mm -hmm. days, reread or, you know, rewrite. That's really true. It really like recaps straight away in your head because when you're writing, you are aware of what you're writing and you're obviously noting it down. So it's, I think your memory picks it up. And you yeah. do forget, but when you look back, it's just straight away, everything just comes back to you. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember this. That's also what I do as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really works. Yeah. And the next thing was the, the Pomodoro technique, which is basically okay. uh, giving yourself a break. But um, let's say you want to study like two hours instead of sitting there for two hours continuously it will be very unproductive rather if you break that two hours into like three or four sessions with the break time it will be much more fun because you will be looking forward to you know taking a break and mm -hmm. one after a break when you study your brain will be you know much more refreshed so it will be yeah, easier to um, accept any knowledge that's coming from the outside. So I think mine is, so it depends for each and every person because some people's uh, concentration time is like around 25 minutes. I think that's like 20 to 25 was uh, average. Okay. According to University of Michigan's study, I think it was. Or I might be confusing this too. So there was a study that the professors gave to like freshmen to you wow. know senior year students 
to just time when they study and when they start to you know get distracted they would they would also write down the time so after analyzing all of those different timetables they saw that average time was 25 minutes so long but when I did mine mine was 40 minutes so how I break down is 40 minute and then 10 minute break 40 minute study session 10 minute break and when I do it with the Pomodoro technique I actually finish most of my assignments pretty quickly and efficiently but if I if I just study without any, you know, timer or anything like that, I would just grab my phone or yeah, I know, you know, get distracted easily. But if I have like, you know, you put your phone on, uh, you know, don't disturb mode and like you have mm-hmm. your timers and the playlist is there and you're just coding, you got this. It's much more simpler and easier. That's true. I think that's, um, I don't know how you call it, but it- I don't think the technique works for everyone, but it's important to find the one that works for you. Know, some people, for me, like I wouldn't be, no, I would, I wouldn't be able to sit forty minutes straight away. I would have to at least. I think mine is actually the same as the study. It's quite short. I think twenty two minutes max is the full concentration time that I can focus on. Mm-hmm. But that's only because there's a lot of distraction, not so just the phone notifications or you just do anything to avoid it if I look at mine and I'm like oh that's a nice color let me use a different pen so for sure after 20 minutes or 25 my memory is gone so amazing for you for 40 minutes you found your technique yeah I mean I think that was because um because I'm a pianist <laughs> from the young oh, age we tend to sit for sit, hours yes. Um, so that might be the influence of it that I just mm-hmm. learned. Um, I used that's to practice cool. like two hours straight. So at least, yeah, that's yeah, what needs to be hours. for a pianist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there is an application that I would like to recommend. It's called Forest, and I okay. think it's available on um on Android too. But I know it's on Apple. So I mean iPhone. So it's like you set a timer on the application and you shouldn't touch your phone at all. Okay. If you successfully, you know, reach the time that you set, um, there will be a tree growing inside the application. So you will oh. be basically growing trees and growing forests on your on the application. It's like your own forest. But if you touch your phone or like, you know, use Instagram or something else, the tree will die. So that is very interesting. I would be so motivated now. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Thank you for that. Okay. It's really cute. So so the the trees are like kinds. They have like cherry blossom. They have, you know, regular trays. But yeah, it's like seasonal. It changes. Right after this, I'm gonna get that up, and that's how I'm gonna start studying. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, especially it's time we need to have our trees, save the trees. So for sure, I think it's a way to push me to do my studies my last minute. 
so interesting and then i also want to just add on the note taking i'm sure everyone's aware of one note it's mm -hmm. really if you really get the hang of it and really know the ins and outs it's basically a digital notebook mm -hmm. and for people who like to look at clear things more like more on the aesthetic side it's so neat but for me how i use it is you know how obviously our lecturers put a PowerPoint on it? Mm -hmm. You can get this PowerPoint on OneNote and lecturers tend to just talk as they talk about the presentation. So while then you can be, depending on your study, you can be sketching, you can mm -hmm. be drawing, or you can even write on the side with the pen or even you can type away. Yep. So when you look back, when it's exam time, it's so useful. But mm -hmm. like this is as personally uses and when I look back I'm like, Oh yeah, on this point of the PowerPoint the teacher said this and I can see this on my OneNote and the note that I've taken and the little diagrams. It's actually technology is improving, you know, I'm sure you know. <laughs> but it's mm -hmm. so easier. Studies getting so much easier, I think. Yeah, on top of that, there's also notability. Mm -hmm. So what it does is you just uh, press record and it will record what your professor said and like write it down as a transcript for you so you don't have to take every single notes um, and I'm just wondering for so in mine like we want so I also also bought a recorder as well for the same use I didn't know about the app but mm -hmm. this was like a few years ago and lecturers don't allow us to record sometimes it depends teacher by teacher. Oh, yeah. yeah but of most course. of them are like due to, I don't know why, but they actually don't let us record. But depending on kind of the learning disability you have for any kind, mm -hmm. you can. But I think that's kind of in a way to motivate students to come into college, to classes and contribute and to be able to have one on one with each other or the teacher to socialize in a way, I think. Because the whole COVID changed because that's when recording came in, you know, the classes got recorded, everything was saved online. And like you said, the transcript was written there, so it made it so much easier. But bit by bit now, that's going out the window. I don't know. I think that might be in, in, in where you are only. Because like here, a lot of the courses are recorded and you can just rewatch it if you didn't get to attend to the courses, especially oh, if you are graduates. Um, you, nice. you know, there could be, you know, sudden emergency or things could come up. Um, so you could wow. just watch the Zoom recording if it was an online class. Even some, you know, in-person classes get recorded on Zoom. So you can just watch it online. But if you attend so courses in campus, that's when you can use the notability. If you just want to write down the main points, but you don't want to write every single thing down, um, yeah. you can just put the notability on and then you know, let it do its job. And while you, you know, get the main points, but if you forgot something or some things you want to look back into it, you can just go back to the transcript and just search the word and you will be able to see what the professor mentioned in the lecture. So for me personally, it was much more useful when I was in undergrad because like I was able to just 
you know, put the record. Of course, you you're gonna ask from your professor because, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, you have to get the permission when you uh do a voice recording mm -hmm. in in the states. I think it's some kind of like I think it's like legally you can't record unless that person yeah permission. I think it's like a GDPR kind of thing. Yeah, for yeah. data protection, etc. Yeah. Anyways, and then the next one that I use for notes taking is Good Notes. Um, but I use this for my undergrad year only. Um, so I haven't used it for a while. But Good Notes is like you mentioned, similar to OneNote. Um, you can just have it on your we iPad. Use your mm -hmm. pen to write down the notes, like organize it the way you want it to be but yeah I think similar as OneNote yeah I think I've seen they are quite similar but it's actually I think it's so fascinating how as years go by the apps being developed and how much they can do for you, you know how much is out there to support you during your studies True. I think it's on us then to make use of that and to get best of that, which is really hard to do. But there's a lot of people who don't get the best out of it, which is but I'm just so fascinated about forest anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really cute. You should check out. Um I'm gonna do that. Yeah, for for readings, do you have any any like tips or tricks that you do besides highlighting? <laughs> And for reading, I think because of my master's, the reading is quite heavy. I'm mm -hmm. doing my thesis dissertation now, so it's a lot of reading. So uh, what I'm learning right now is getting through it. I have this problem where I have to read everything slowly and really understand what it's meaning by the sentences. Mm -hmm. But now I've got to a point where that's just not a technique anymore. Like It's not even a technique, sorry. That's what I had to do when I was reading. Otherwise, I wouldn't feel like I've read the book or even this the textbook. But now the research, because it's such a heavy load, I've learned this game through it a lot. So like you said, I would kind of read the abstract to mm -hmm. see is this really important because it really summarizes for you. Yeah. And then I'd highlight just important words and what I really need within that mm -hmm. text. Because the way I'm reading at the moment is I'm just reading the heading mm -hmm. and the heading and the abstract, if it has what I need, I will skim through it. Like skim means like kind of really read quickly, not word by word, just really quickly. And then if I see a paragraph that's really important, then I read it and then I would note it down on my on my notebook by hand. That's how I'm reading at the moment. Mm hmm Yeah. Uh-huh. Same. <laughs> I also <laughs> like to skim and scan. Um, mm -hmm. And at the same time, like the beginning and the last paragraphs of the paper tells you everything yeah. about what's going to be in it. But if you just needed details, you know, you can read in more detail. But um, if you need, if you have like a short time, but you just wanted to know the main idea of it, read just a beginning and the ending because like yeah in the beginning it life. like introduces you and like tells you you know top of the iceberg but in the conclusion it tells you like the main idea so beginning yeah and especially like with a lot of research papers yeah you're definitely right that's the way to 
Okay, I'm scared. True. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True, true. And another thing that I also like to do is voice record. <laughs> I use voice record Okay. um, to basically read, um, you know, the articles. And then I listen to it while I'm taking a walk or anything like that. Because, like, you know, there's no audiobook for research articles. So you can just read Oh. Oh, okay. text for yourself. Because when you read it, you, you know, like, understand, like, I think 70% of it more deeply, deeply. And when you listen to it again, you understand 100% of it, in my opinion. That's true. That's how I felt. So I do that. So instead of listening to music, I like to listen to research while I'm taking a walk, but that's not all the time. I also enjoy Yeah, of course. listening to Music. music while walking. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's also my another know-how that I do. Or you can just simply um, explain what you, you know, learned or read to others, to your friends or like your family members that you know, and then like say it and Yeah, that helps a lot actually as well. Mm Yeah, -hmm. mm -hmm. you you It memorize does. much more longer. Yeah, much more longer. And then because we're having conversation, debating, it really stays there for a very long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True, true. Yeah. So, Ed, do you have any other like um no house or should we wrap it up here? I guess, let me see, I was going to ask something at the end, but it's just not coming to my head. But I guess we'll wrap it up. But I just want to add that everyone has a different way of learning. And I think it's amazing to hear from each other what works. Because for me, personally, I wouldn't really go exploring different ways to study because I'm so used to what I do. But hearing from you now, that kind of allows me to have a change With my routine and now on at the forest, which means I'm going to be more productive. And with the podcast listening, I also do listen to podcasts, but I didn't really think to listen to research podcasts. Mm -hmm. I mean, So I think that's there's also no research podcast, but you can just read no, like it within and the record top, it. within the top, yeah, but like even within the topic of whatever the topic that you're researching or learning. There Oh, is yeah. something else, but I've just never really thought that much for it because most of the time I do spend on the road. So that would be Mm. definitely a technique and study I'll be implementing. And True. I think that's it. We're trying to survive our masters and we've got this, but it's been nice to share all this with you all. Yeah, so um so to wrap it up, um uh, one Mm last -hmm. thing that I would like to add is on YouTube there's Of course. like study with me sessions. I love those study with me sessions. They have like lo-fi playlist in the background. You can study with someone else or you That's can um true. there are also like Discord um Discord channels where you can study with others, just join the room and listen to some like lo-fi or you know any genre of music that you like. Um I really enjoy that. Also um there are like oh okay I forgot about it. Anyways, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, but that's actually, that's the one I actually want, really want to try. Usually I have like low for music on because it really helps me concentrate and really focus on the study rather than my surroundings. 
So the music really helps. But I've I've always wanted to try study with others because I think I seen on Instagram where they do study with others and everyone's in different country, but they're all studying something similar. Mm-hmm. That also I think it's gonna help for others to improve English or any other language they're learning. Yeah, but it's and, also a nice way to get to know others. And if you have like a you know, if you're a fan of certain musician or artist, you might search their name, and if you search like "study with me," you might be able to find some. Cause like BTS has lots of it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy yeah. that <laughs> personally. <laughs> So you might, yeah, it's nice. (laughs) He's just staring at you there. So, (laughs) great. Yeah. Anyway, so thank you so much for tuning in to YouTube podcast. And there was an episode about the one with study know hows, and we just shared our, you know, a little bit of a little bit of uh, personal study know hows. I hope it was helpful or useful or relatable (laughs) so yeah thank you so much for your time have a good day stay tuned bye Gelato dego ship of Valentino Rockin' on a hano got a love in his soprano The man I go nasa jolte no chiana papado Daddy no jan opso no Cause you the one and only girl Promise I ain't tryna play games with ya girl Honest you are not a side character Every day after day I